Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting with the Essence of You. My guest today is Tom Mace. He's a serial entrepreneur, coach, consultant, and mentor for personal growth, leadership, business development, and marketing. His mission is to help people reach their full potential and build their dreams. His intention is to help people change their lives and encourage them to think beyond what is and visualize what can be or will be. I just love that. Hello, Tom, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hey, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, I, I just, you know, when when I saw what you're up to and what your mission is, it so aligns so much with what my mission is and what the purpose of this podcast is that I say yes, that he will make a great guest. So uh, why don't we start with the origin story about where you're from and most importantly, what were you passionate about in your younger years? You talk about what you can be and what you visualize to be. What were you visualizing of being when you were just a little kid? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's an honor to be here. So again, thanks a lot. Appreciate the opportunity to speak and share. Starting at a year, very young age, I've always had massive inspirations and aspirations. I've always looked at very successful entrepreneurs or people that were doing things that I thought were of great impact, whether that was on a great scale or not. I always just really, really valued people that were aiming to make a difference in others' lives. So uh, one of my biggest role models was my mom, actually, and she was a uh, elementary school teacher. And the, uh, the impact that she had on the kids' lives every year was just massive. They would come back for year after year after year and just compliment her for helping her so much with progressing in their lives. And I really saw that as a massive, you know, significance and uh, fulfillment from what she did with those kids. And so I'd look at that as an example. Then I'd also look at, you know, the the mega stars per se, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, Richard Branson, Elon Musk on what they were accomplishing through innovation, technology, or coaching and mentorship. And I always wanted to live a life of impact where I was able to help other people progress, whether that was with technology or innovation or uh, financial gain through investments, or that was through overcoming limiting beliefs so that they could become uh, the version of themselves that they wanted to be and then pursue the goals that they wanted to pursue. So the vision has always been to progress and live a very full life of adventure and, and enjoyment and connection to others. Mm, I, I really like that. And it sounds like you were very clear from early on. And so when you were deciding, you know, you coming of age, becoming a young adult, and I always like to delve a little bit into the intersection where we make those decisions that are going to define a little bit what we do in life. 
And uh, for the most part, I find that a lot of people, you know, are very clear early on, pursue it, live a very fulfilled life. And others, you know, we have to do trial and error. And uh, were you, when you were deciding like uh, to go on your first job or what you studied in university, were you clear, so clear back then too? Or were there moments where you had to tweak a little bit what you ended up devoting most of your time? Definitely not clear <laughs> at all, at all. Those are the um, stories I like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and to be honest, like for me, the, the variables in life, they change so much on a day-to-day basis that if you were to ask me now, it's like, what do you want to do in 10 years from now? It's very difficult for me to say like this company in this industry because everything changes so quickly. So I know the values, the, the morals, the ethics and, you know, the impact that I want to have, whether that's, you know, helping people progress, like I mentioned, as well as innovation, technology, helping people financially progress. So that's a, like the fun. That's the fundamental basis of it. As far as how I wanted to do that, obviously, in high school and coming out of high school, had no idea, you know, whether it was going to be this business or that business. I had to do the best with what I had. So I started just learning as much as I could with, you know, affiliate marketing, starting a small construction company, you know, just trying to learn as much as I could about as many industries as possible, investing my own money, learning more about investing, et cetera, et cetera, uh, learning about technologies. And I do the same thing today. It's still the businesses that I have and that I work with. I'm focused on those, but I never close the door to future endeavors or future businesses, because I made this plan in my head when I was, you know, say 17 or something that I needed to do this business for the rest of my life. I've always considered that a very narrow way of thinking, because in my opinion, you know, if if you're pushing yourself to grow, you're pretty much a different person every six months anyways, as well. So it's, you should allow yourself to have that grace to be like, okay, I wanted to start this business. I tried it for six months. I tried it for a year, but I realized that I actually don't like this industry or it's not a right fit for the goals that I want to pursue. So I give myself a lot of flexibility on being able to change the industries, change the businesses, change my mindset as I grow. And as I progress with the different relationships that I, that I, you know, endeavor in life. And then as long as I keep the core fundamentals the same. Mm. That, that all makes a lot of sense. And, and, and I introduce you as a serial entrepreneur. And uh, obviously I think one of the, of the constants that I have among my audience, it's I do either have serial entrepreneurs just like yourself that, that, that like that independent pathway a lot of them go on and become coaches and mentors because it does be, it does need a, a certain type of personality to be an entrepreneur and, and resiliency, courage. And so that's kind of where I like to spend some time in the in the podcast asking because I know there's many people out there that say, oh, wow, how how do you start a new business? Maybe you fail on the business and how do you put yourself together? And I know that that probably is a lot of, of what you do in the coaching as well. Like, how do you transfer that knowledge and what, what can you share with the audience in terms of that uh, entrepreneurship uh, journey? Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what I mentioned about my mom and, you know, how much of an impact she had on people. For me, coaching and mentoring is not like an avenue to make 
a lot of money for, you know, innovation, technology, finance is a great way to make massive amounts of money. For me, coaching and mentorship is about the significance and fulfillment. When you have enough money in your life, you know, you're going to get to a certain point where you don't care about money anymore. And I'm not there yet. You know, I still have a lot further that I want to go before I, you know, don't care as much about how much money I make, but I know I don't want to be worth, you know, X amount of dollars and feel like I'm missing something or I feel like there's a hole because all I've been focused on is technology and finance and money where I feel like I'm going to be able to get to that point of X, but then also feel very significant and fulfilled in my life because I have been coaching and mentoring others and uh, giving back and helping people overcome limiting beliefs. And that's where I truly feel you know, a lot of value in my life is my personal values is going to come from the relationships that I have with others. So when it comes to coaching and mentorship, I've been doing it for free for about five years. And then I just realized that people take it a lot more seriously when they do pay for it. So then, you know, I don't pay, you know, charge a tremendous amount, but I, I get a ton of value from it. Like it's, it's almost a selfish thing because I absolutely love to do it. Mm, I can relate to that because I don't monetize uh, this podcast, but I sometimes feel it's selfish because each conversation like this that we have, each nugget of wisdom I receive in, in conversations like this, it almost feels like mm, I'm getting something out of this <laughs> and doesn't, doesn't feel like, oh, this is a little bit, you know, not so selfless than what I think. But I'm with you in the sense that and I think this is a message that I want to send. And I love that you made it. It's it's not like you're completely leaving other things that you're doing. Like you're still pursuing some entrepreneurial affairs, some business, and you're doing this just because for what it brings to yourself. And what I've seen is people that just want to have a clean, clean cut and like they want to leave, you know, whatever they're doing and they just want to go into coaching or mentoring. And while I'm not saying that cannot work, I think it's very rewarding, but it's very empowering to do in parallel with anything else you're doing. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really, really encourage people to really like think about what they want, what are their values, what are they looking for in life? Because I had coaches and mentors when I was a young age and they told me just focus on one thing, just do one thing. And you hear this on so many books or podcasts or audios or interviews and, you know, entrepreneurs say, just focus on one thing. And that's the only thing that you should do, because that's going to help you be successful, where I did that for many years. And I was not happy because I love to have multiple projects on the go. I love to be doing multiple things, building multiple relationships in multiple different industries. And I feel energized and excited about life when I'm doing multiple things at the same time. So not saying that that's right for everybody. You know, a lot, lot of what is right for everybody is to just focus on one thing, maybe two things instead of four or five, six, seven, whatever that is. But if you listen to Gary Vee, he loves to have multiple things. Many other entrepreneurs, just one thing. So I, I preach a lot of like individualism, you know, like what is right for you? What are your goals? What are your morals? What are your ethics? Like, what is your personality like? And then cater around that opposed to just listening to what other people are doing and then trying to copy that. Mm -hmm. I think there's value in that we are all different. And, and I think you had, you bring up a, a great point in terms of the strategy cannot be the same for everybody. And that's, I guess, the power of a coach or a mentor really validates because that's an individual approach and, and you know, to what you need. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like you can buy a course or you can read a book, but you have to understand that that content is designed for a very, very wide 
variety of people where you have a one-on-one conversation with a coach who understands everything about you and the businesses that you have and your goals, then that's a very, very catered advice. And, you know, my, my biggest monthly expense is my business coach because he knows everything about all my businesses um, and everything that I do, my personality, how I think, how I like to do things, how I communicate with people. And we leverage my strengths and we leverage my weaknesses so that we can progress at a faster rate. But I could not just go to somebody who does not know me for the same kind of advice. Mm, that's powerful. And I think, and, and I've been interviewing more and more coaches, I guess there's something, I think there's an awakening to the idea that, oh, I, I, you know, I invest money, maybe registering to a gym and I invest money doing all these things to keep up with myself, you know, the, the outside part of me. But then all these other things that really nurture and grow and, and really provide that possibility to achieve your full potential, it's almost like it's hard for us to spend money on. And it is. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it is very weird. And, uh, you know, you, you said it yourself. I mean, you're a coach and that is very empowering to hear. I'm a coach, but I also have a coach and you're not the first one that says it. I mean, I almost everybody I've interviewed that is a coach praises their coach for their success. Yeah, exactly. Like my my coach has managed 7500 employees. I've never I've yeah. never managed 7500 employees. So then how I need to go to someone who has, right? And you know, if someone else came to me and said, "Tom, can you coach me? I've got, you know, 30,000 employees in my business." I'd be like, "No, I can't." <laughs> <laughs> like like can I learn from you, right? Like you should yes. be my coach. So there's different levels, you know, like when you're you're just getting into business, you're you know you're quitting your job, becoming a full time entrepreneur. There's a great you know coach that can help you with that. But then once you go to five employees, fifty, twenty, you know it's 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 ever growing. Just like you know, professional athletes is the common kind of thing that people compare to. Is you know when you're an amateur athlete or you know semi professional, you use a certain coach and then you go to higher and higher levels, right? But they always have a coach, and I use the same thing. I I haven't spent a tremendous amount of money on you know, post-secondary education, but I've spent a tremendous amount of money on coaches and mentors. Mm. Okay, that that goes a long way. You know, there's a trend, at least in the U.S., that says post-secondary education is a great way to uh, end up with a, f- a lot of debt and very little <laughs> knowledge. And, you know, I, I, I am a proponent of, but at the same time, we do have to revisit, like, what we're getting out of it. And sometimes I think the system is not designed properly because then you have a lot of people just putting so much time and effort into learning these concepts that are obviously useful, but then we are lacking in those human skills that can make a difference in, in the real world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm not to, to, you know, bash one or the other is always a place for both. But it's really, again, identifying what what works for you. I would much rather spend $40,000, $50,000 a year on a coach and mentor than go to university because I learn way better by a coach and mentor one on one where I can ask questions and it's catered to everything that I want opposed to sitting in a in a classroom or a lecture. Right. So it's right. up to the individual. That that is great, and I and I love the fact that 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 it, this seems to be a trend that is also reaching younger people. Like, would you say that that you know younger people are also considering like me, the mentors and 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 mentors and coaches in general 
where before in the business world is more like, you know, whatever, whomever is the older person in your life gives you advice, your parents or whatever. But now it's almost like we're targeted. I feel some of my friends ask me, can you, can you sit with my kid and, and just mentor them? Because they know I like to mentor young people. And, and, and I didn't see that a lot before, but I, I am seeing that a lot more now. Yeah, definitely. I would say it's becoming more and more common for sure. I think social media has helped a lot with that, with so many different, you know, influencers per se and, and entrepreneurs that are recommending it. And yeah, I also think it's difficult sometimes to convince someone that they should get a coach because mm-hmm. that it can be surprisingly difficult. You know, sometimes you just want to grab, you know, I've got some some friends or acquaintances and I'm just like, you got to talk to this guy to get some coaching. Like mm-hmm. it would change your business. It would help you so much, help you progress. And they're just like, I just don't know if I need it or whatever. I'm like, just spend like the, whatever the money for five hours and just see if it works. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you just do a test for an hour, five hours, 10 hours, uh, that minimal investment, that'll tell you if it's a right fit for you or not. And if you're going to a worthwhile coach or mentor, that uh, would be um, probably one of the best investments you could make. Mm, yeah. And and I do think that you're totally right. Like I, I think that it's a difficult, let's say, segment to be in because you have the conviction has to come from the person. You cannot just, you know, point a gun in their head, like just the gym. Yeah. You want to, you do <laughs> have to want to lose the weight. You do have a want to, or a therapist, you do want to have to express the intention to get better. So you cannot, the more you pressure into, into this thing, the, I think the worse, the more people reject it. So it's like a nice balance, but I love the fact that I think with the pandemic and the access to, uh, you know, virtual platforms that has opened a door that wasn't there before in terms of there are a lot more coaches that would say, you know, let's just have a session, let's have a chat. And then that breaks the barrier a little bit. People get comfortable. They don't feel they went anywhere to get that conversation going. So I do, I'm excited for for you and for what you're doing, because I do think we're entering a new era of engagement in in this front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love your reference to the to the gym because that uh, like ties in perfectly to what I've been dealing with for the past six months. My my mom is uh, 66, and I'm like, mom, you've got to go to the gym. You know, it's great for your bone density, it's great <laughs> for your joints, your ligaments, your muscles, your tendons. You know, do some stretching, and she doesn't want to do it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how do you, you know, you can't help somebody who doesn't want the help, right? And I've got, you know, personal trainers that she can work with, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, I give her all the research needed, but it's just if she doesn't want to go, I can't make her go, right? And the same thing with coaching or mentoring or building a business and. You it really has to come from from the person and their discipline and their willingness to to learn and try, right? So. And, and openness. And you mentioned the the word uh, or or you know the expression limiting beliefs. And I think it's all linked to that. You know, there's link belief. You know, that's a limiting belief that the coach or you know personal growth course or any it's not going to change the way I'm living. It's not going to do anything for me. That's a waste of time. So yeah. so just to to do it, you already started the process somehow just by accepting yeah. to do it. But it's such an organic process that cannot be pressured. Totally. And then people with limiting beliefs, which we all do in some some way, one way or another, you generally aren't aware of your limiting beliefs. <laughs> so yes. then it's like, ah, <laughs> this is a never ending problem. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and it's amazing how many we have. Like once you yes. start becoming aware of that, and you start saying, ah, 
that's, you know, I've done some mindfulness practice and, and they say, you know, one of the most important things is to call it out, like call out what's coming to you and just label it. This is this, this is that, this. And then it's incredible. Oh, that's judgment. Oh, that's limited belief. Oh, that's like, oh my God, my, my head is full of these things. How do I get rid of them? Yes, exactly. And my, my, my coach has pointed that out to me. He's like, Tom, you do this. And I'm like, no, I don't. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> he's totally right. I yes. do do that. And then it's like, I've been doing that for the past, like whatever, 20 years. This is crazy. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Something powerful I heard somewhere. It's uh, it, to pay attention to your attention. And, and that's, you know, so simple yet so powerful that when we start paying yeah. attention to what we are looking at, it's, it's, it's very empowering. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tom, anything else that, uh, I mean, I, I, I can feel I could talk for hours. Uh, you're, you're, you're very engaging and, and I love your energy. Anything that you I know I went in your webpage is of course going to be in the show notes, all the, you know, programs you have. And, and I, I see you building a brand and I, I command you for it because it's uh, you're building a, your own vision by what you started in, in at the beginning of the conversation. You had a vision for yourself and you're going at it. And I think you're definitely onto something. So that would be there. Anything that is exciting you that you want to share that maybe we are, haven't touched upon? Um, not too. Oh, I guess one thing that's exciting is we just launched uh, the Global Coaching Association. So I brought together about 11 different coaches. We've got, you know, gentlemen with two PhDs in artificial intelligence to relationship coaches and, and joy coaches and energy experts. And, and myself, I generally coach people on how to raise money for their companies or startups or investment funds, or, you know, do consulting with, with entrepreneurs for, for scalability and whatnot. So it's great. You can check out the global coaching association.com and see if there's any coaches on there that you'd like to have a call with. But no, that's, you know, it's just going to keep on building my businesses and progressing. Uh, I've got one investment fund, another consulting company, and then a, a Web3 focused research and development company called NXT Digital. And just going to continue to innovate and work with like-minded entrepreneurs and see if I can add value to people along the journey and have as much fun as possible. My, my business coach has been beating me over the head with that for the past six months. He <laughs> says, Tom, you've got to sleep more and you got to have more fun. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, like, no, I've never had a coach that has told me to do that more before. And you know, this, this whole thing about hustle culture and, you know, like grind, 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 and done those 18 hour days for, for years on end. And and now I'm actually more productive when I'm, you know, sleeping seven or eight hours opposed to five or four because I can actually think properly and engage with people a lot better. And yeah, so just trying to change the paradigm a little bit and add value to people where I can and enjoy the journey of entrepreneurship and, and innovation along along the way as opposed to being just miserable and then, a, you know, being 60 and being a billionaire, but you hated your whole life. What's the point of that? Right. So absolutely. Yeah, that's that's you're cool. learning with everybody. Yeah, and you're, you're, I have to say you're very humble because you threw a lot, a few things there that you say, wow, look at all the things he's doing, you know, and that, that it sounds like you do need to sleep a little bit <laughs> <laughs> for all the projects you're managing. But, you know, it, it's it's great to see that you you do have, you're paying attention to, I have to keep grounded and, and money uh, is not the ultimate end, it's how to get to to it and, and how fulfilled you feel at the end of the road. 
Yeah, I heard someone say uh, fun coupons. Money is just fun coupons. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. And I always thought that was an interesting reference. So. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I because this show is about what makes us tick. And I think I'm pretty sure that inspiring people makes you tick. Besides that, is there anything else that, you know, makes you tick that when when Tom needs to feel excited again because he's had a bad day? Is there a source that you plug into and you feel uh, that you're ticking? That's a great one. Uh, meditation. I meditate a lot. Time to just think and, and relax with a lot going on. Slowing down is probably what I need to do. This is another thing my coach tells me all the time. <laughs> He's like, Tom, you need to slow down to speed up. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But, you know, taking that hour, two hours, three hours, or even day or two days on the weekend, just relax, you know, uh, go boating or go kayaking or for me, water. I love, love to get on the water and go to a lake or a river. Um, or go dirt biking or something like that, get in nature. That always helps a lot. Meditating helps a lot. Just having conversations with with like-minded individuals, uh, entrepreneurs or general people that I have a great connection with. And yeah, that helps a lot for myself. So. Well, thank you for that. I think uh, I know why you're a great coach is because you're, you're also living the experience of how hard it is to keep all this thing in place and center. And it's, uh, you know, I always say when, when, when you, I have some people that are into the meditation, you know, world and I, and I love it too, but you know, they don't have kids. So they're friends of me, they're mine, and maybe they are single, they don't have kids. And then they invite a meditation in the middle of the weekday, like at 7 PM. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's the worst thing you can do, you know, to a parent, because that's the worst time any parent will tell you at 7 PM, you don't even know what your name is. Uh, and so it's it's things that come, you know, from from people that maybe are very good at what they do, but that are a little bit detached of what real life is and certain aspects of real life. And that to me is super important uh, that people that are in the uh, on the mission of inspiring coaching, that they don't lose touch with that. And it seems to me that because you have the same challenges into what you're trying to achieve, you're very you stay very true to those challenges. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's 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 not easy. That's for sure. It's it's a process, right? And yeah, I don't I don't want to preach a coach too much, but just having someone that when you're you're super high, you have someone to talk to. When you're super low, you have someone to talk to. When you uh, you know have a good idea, bad idea, et cetera, et cetera. Just having a sounding board that you can speak with. It's it's incredibly valuable. And for a lot of people, that could be their parent, that could be their uncle, that could be their business partner, that could be a friend. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to place a value on that for me because with so much going on all the time and, you know, I would consider myself pretty hyperactive. Um, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of different things going on all the time and, and managing, managing me is a lot, you know, I have yeah, a lot well, to manage. Well, self-management you know, so. <laughs> is the most challenging thing. It's, I agree. They don't teach us that anywhere. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Well, so. that's that's great, Tom. I really thank you for your time and for your, the wisdom you've shared with us and, and really for for uh, letting us know you a bit more. And I'm sure that many people in my audience will want to check out TomMace.com and all the incredible coaching you provide and the projects you're working on. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks again so much for having me on the show. I love your podcast. Thank, Appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, 
rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.